You're listening to the Radical Disruption Podcast with Maya Nicole, nursing student turned multi-six-figure online entrepreneur. Here we talk all things real and raw when it comes to entrepreneurship and what it really takes to get to the next level. Leave the small biz talk at the door and buckle up for the tangible, tactical, and actionable steps that will help guide you in building a disruptive business. Let's dive into the show. Welcome back to another episode of Radical Disruption. I truly went back and forth probably about 50 times deciding if I wanted to share takeaways from the Kajabi event. By the time I decided that I did want to share the takeaways from the Kajabi event, I realized it's basically going to be a month and a half by the time this episode even gets launched from the date of the actual event. But the reason why I decided to do a podcast episode is because I didn't really share a whole lot about the event on social media. I mean, people knew that I was at the event and I posted daily about it, but it wasn't, I didn't share any takeaways or anything like that. Not because I didn't want to, I had every intention to, but truthfully, it was just jam-packed morning to night. And by the time I got back to my hotel room, I was beat. I was dead tired. And then I wake up and I do it all again. And then I flew out at 4 a.m. one morning and then I had uh, three hours, or no, I had five hours worth of trainings that next day when I got home. And so again, I had every intention to share, but I just didn't because honestly, I just didn't have the time to. So that's why I want to share inside this podcast episode because I do think that the things that I pulled away are, you know, very relevant to business owners, obviously, because I'm sharing it with you and it's not just relevant to me. So with that being said, This episode is all about biggest takeaways and lessons from the event. So there are five big takeaways that I'm going to share. But before I share about that, I want to give kind of some context if you don't know. So I got invited to be on a panel talking about monetization at the Kajabi event at the end of May slash to the beginning of June. That's when this event took place. And on top of speaking, I also had the opportunity to attend the event and attend some of the networking events, which is really, really fun. For those who don't know, this event specifically was only for paying Kajabi users. And so if you didn't use Kajabi, you weren't actually allowed to come to the event or register for the event. So it's kind of fun to be able to see how other people were utilizing the platform and just meet with other other Kajabians, people who were using the Kajabi platform. So it was really fun to be able to learn from them and network with them. But the question that's probably in your mind is, that's so cool. You got asked to speak on a panel. And how did you get invited to speak on that panel? If I'm being quite honest with you, (laughs) I was going to say it was luck, but I'm not someone who necessarily believes in luck. This is, I'm going to go off on a little tangent here, but I think it's kind of interesting to think about. I was driving home one day from Colorado to our house. So my in-laws live in Colorado when we were driving back to our house, which is like a six and a half hour drive. And my husband and I were chatting about business and success and all these different things. And he said, I don't remember exactly what he said, but something along the lines of, you know, you're so lucky. And it wasn't like downgrading or anything like that. Like, obviously, he knows the amount of effort and work that I put in. But I immediately said, like, without even hesitation, I was like, I don't believe in luck because the work either comes before or after. (laughs) He sat there for a second and he's like, wait, did you quote that from someone? And I was like, no, actually, that just came off the top of my brain. And he's like, you should write that down. He's like, that was really good. You should write that down and you should tell people. (laughs) So anyways, what I mean by that is 
we look at people's businesses and if you have had overnight success, obviously, I don't believe that there's ever truly overnight success, but let's just say we're looking at someone who has had true overnight success and we might look at them and we say, oh, they are so lucky, right? The reason why I don't believe in luck is because the work for them is going to come after, right? They're going to have a huge learning curve of figuring out how to sustain whatever it is, like whatever level that they just got to, right? So the work is coming after. Now, for most of us, including me, people look at me and they say, oh, she's so lucky. And the work for me came before. Obviously, like it's not luck that got me here. Like the work came before. Anyways, that's what I mean by like, I don't believe in luck. The work either comes before or after. So I just wanted to throw that out there where I was like, oh, I almost just said that where I was like, oh, it was just luck that got me, you know, speaking on this panel. But I don't believe in luck because I know for a fact that because I have put in the work for the amount of time that I put in the work and the amount of effort that I have put into building my business is why I was, you know, even in the position to be able to be asked to be on the panel in the first place. So anyways, that's just a little tangent there. I got asked in October of 2022 to be a beta tester for the Kajabi payments, which was at the time it was a a secret thing where I had to sign like an NDA and everything like that. But I got asked to be a part of it. And I was one of the very first five people to be a part of it. And I don't know how I exactly got asked to be a part of it. That would be the part that I don't really know. But I got asked to be a beta tester. And immediately I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, don't really have much to lose. Like, I mean, it's just collecting payments or whatever. So I've been a beta tester for them since then. And because of that, uh, that's how I got asked to be on the panel because the panel that I spoke on was about monetization. Uh, So that all makes sense, right? And all the other people who were on the panel with me, so the two other guys who were on the panel with me, they also were beta testers as well. One of them being the very first beta tester. So that's how we all got onto the panel. And that's how we all got there is because we were beta testers. So like I said, don't really have any uh, big takeaway there for you of how I got invited. If I do more speaking events in the future, which I am planning on doing, I'll share more about, you know, how I am pitching myself, how I got booked for those speaking events and all of that good stuff. But for this one, don't really have a whole lot to say besides join Kajabi and be a beta tester and they might invite you in the future. (laughs) That's basically all I have to say right now. Okay. Anyways, let's actually get to the meat of this episode, which is the five big takeaways. Number one, networking is so important. And yes, it is different to network in person than it is to do it virtually. But if you can't do it in person for whatever reason, at least set up a little like virtual 15 minute snack chat. And I say snack because I don't drink coffee, but if you drink coffee, you can do coffee chats. <laughs> so mine are called snack chats because I like to snack on my chats. Anytime I'm watching like training videos or anything like that, always snacks. Like if you're looking at my desk, usually when I'm posting pictures on my stories, you'll probably see some snack in like the background because you just have to have snacks, of course. Anyways, that's that's besides the fact. But networking in, in person is so important. I can't even tell you the amount of relationships that I built. And I know that these relationships are obviously, it's only been a few weeks since the Kajabi event at this point, but I truly do believe that these relationships are going to be relationships that I am able to build upon for years to come. People that I'm able to go back to and collaborate with and learn with and grow with together, they all came because I was networking in person. So a few powerhouses that I met, and I'll link all of their Instagrams below, Ellen Yin, Haley Burkhead, Abu Fofana, 
Danny Patton, Vanessa Zambito, and Graham Cochran. And there's a bunch of other people that I met. So if you're listening to this and I met you and I didn't put your name down here, I still love you. I promise that I love you. But these are just a few of those amazing people that I was able to meet at the event. And most of these people, I had no idea who they were beforehand. And it was just so cool to be able to learn about their business and how they run their business and different perspectives. And, uh, you know, we were all giving advice to one another and we were all just chatting. And it was just so, so, so powerful. So I just highly recommend it. If you have any opportunities to do something that is networking in person or anything that's like a training in person where you're going to be able to be in the same room with other people who are going through something similar or even people who are, you know, at even a higher level than where you're at right now that you can learn from, highly recommend it. Um, There are so many different events out there, big and small, that you can attend. So definitely start seeking those out. That's number one, networking in person. Do it. Do it multiple times per year. That is going to be something that is one of my biggest goals moving into 2024 is at least three in-person networking events. That's a goal for me. And if you want to join in on that goal too, I guess I'll let you set that goal too. Just kidding. (laughs) You can definitely do it. I highly recommend it. Number two in in terms of big takeaways. The power of recurring revenue through affiliate commission. So I learned that one of the people who was at the event, he's an affiliate for Kajabi and through Kajabi. So Kajabi actually is really cool. They don't pay their affiliates just a one-time fee when someone signs up using their affiliate link. They actually pay recurring commission. So you get paid on a For as long as that person who signed up underneath you continues to pay for their Kajabi account, you get or you get paid, I think it's 30% of the total of what they're paying each month. So it's recurring affiliate commission. Anyways, one of the people there, he's the top affiliate and he's been at it for a really long time. He's he's been using Kajabi for a really long time, but he makes $180,000 a month in just affiliate commission just by promoting Kajabi. And to me, I was like literally mind blown because what's so cool about that is number one, it's thinking outside the box. Because I think a lot of times we think, oh, you know, I'm going to sign up for, you know, Amazon or I'm going to sign up for a like to know it or I'm going to create my own offer. But, you know, Amazon and like to know it, those are great platforms. Don't get me wrong. But unless you have like hundreds of thousands or millions of followers, you're not going to probably be making a whole lot of money off of that at least in my personal experience and opinion, like Amazon, I've had people purchase through Amazon. I've made like $11. Sometimes people will purchase and I'll make like 0.01 cents. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) like not paying the bills, right? Um, That's just obviously my personal experience, but, or you have to create your own offers to make money. But what's really cool about what he's done is he's found an affiliate commission program that pays on a recurring basis. And those I would say are pretty unique, but they are out there and there's not just Kajabi. Like there are other platforms, I promise you inside of your niche that you can find that do pay out recurring uh, affiliate commission. So getting down and doing some research and figuring out what those are and signing up for those and then starting to promote those so you can make recurring commission from that. So amazing. Because again, he's making $180,000 a month and he's not even selling his own offer. He's selling something else. And so what's cool about that too is he doesn't even have to deal with like the customer support or anything like that because Kajabi handles that, right? Because they're technically Kajabi's customers. He's just the one that leads them to Kajabi. I guess kind of the takeaway with this was 
finding a program where you can be an affiliate that gets recurring commission, but also just thinking outside the box in general when it comes to making money and how you can do things differently. You know, this is the compound effect, right? So like the reason why I said he's been at this for a long time, he's been doing this for a long time is because it didn't happen overnight that, you know, he's built up enough in terms of people underneath him using his affiliate link. It's taken him a really long time to get up to $180,000 per month, but he's at $180,000 per month, you know? And I don't know exactly how long it's taken him. I would guess probably like at least a minimum of five years. So compounding effect, right? Over time, he's been able to build that up. It's just so powerful. So, so, so powerful. So that's number two is trying to find an affiliate program that pays recurring revenue, but also just thinking outside the box in general when it comes to making money. Number three is how do you win at business? You don't give up. This was something that wasn't explicitly said by any of the speakers, but as I was listening to these people and I got to I got to learn from people who make billions of dollars, not just millions, but like billions of dollars, which is really, really, really cool. One thing that everyone had in common was the fact that they've been at it for a long time. I would say minimum, most of the people who were up there on stage had been at it for eight years, eight years, with most of them being longer than that. But most of them had been a minimum of eight years. You know, what's cool is it wasn't necessarily like, oh, when they hit year eight, that's when they were successful. Um, But it was, you know, along their journey, they've been able to grow so much. And I think for me, even, you know, sitting in the audience, I was thinking about my own business and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've only been at this for, you know, almost two years. It'll be two years for me in August. And I just felt like such like a a baby, not like a baby in the sense of like, I don't know things like obviously I I know that there's definitely more to know, but a baby in the sense of like, I'm just so fresh and new in my business. And like, I can't even imagine. I can't wait to see what my business looks like in eight to 10 years from now and the impact that I'm making. And it was just really, really cool and a really good reminder to me. Not that like I'm in this for, you know, the overnight success type of thing. Like that's not at all what I'm saying, but it was just really cool for me to really see these people get up on stage and like share their stories and be like, wow, they've been at this for a while. You know, like that's why they are successful and they just haven't given up. And I even remember one of the guest speakers was saying he was talking about all the friends that he had that started their businesses at the same time as him. And he said, most of them are not running their businesses anymore. And he said, I'm all that I've done differently. He said, I'm not unique. I'm not anything special. I don't know more than other people. He said, all I've done differently than all these other people is kept at it. All I've done differently is not given up. And to me, I was like, whoa. Because again, I've only like, I'm basically a baby business owner at this point, you know, two years in. To me, I'm like, oh yeah, like all of my competitors, all the people that I've started businesses with started my business like around the same time. They're all still at it, you know? But I I can totally think about that, you know, in eight years from now, who's going to still be around, you know, and that's just so interesting for me to think about. And not just in terms of like, oh, you need to build your business in a very strategic way that is very sustainable, that doesn't lead to burnout. Like, yes, all those things are important, but also the way that you are going to be successful is by not giving up. And you probably heard this. This is a conversation that's happening a lot right now, just in the business industry in general amongst entrepreneurs. But there's some really big names in the entrepreneur space that have left their businesses, that have stepped away, that are are doing sabbaticals. And 
I mean, ultimately, I don't know the exact reasoning behind, you know, why these people did the things that they did in terms of stepping away. And I'm not even going to sit here and like try to even pretend like I know exactly the reason. But ultimately, again, it's playing the long game in your business and really having that long term perspective. That's what's going to keep you in the game and not just being like, oh, I need to do this right now for this instant success. It's like, how can I build my business and how can I structure it strategically so that it does last a decade or even longer than that? So that was number three is how to win at business. You don't give up. Number four, always have a long form evergreen content piece of your strategy. And again, this wasn't anything that people explicitly said, but as I was sitting there in the audience, I was thinking about all of their, some of them shared their content strategy, not like very in depth, but they were like, oh yeah, this is generally what I post like on a weekly basis or a monthly basis. So I kind of pulled away from that, but I also just was me being the the Instagram strategist. I was like, oh, I'm going to do a little deep dive and do some, you know, competitor analysis here. Not that they're necessarily my competitors, but like analyzing their Instagram account and how they're showing up and types of content that they're posting. All of these people who were up on stage, again, six, seven, eight figure business earners, all had some sort of long form evergreen piece of content to their strategy. And what do I mean by that? Blog posts, YouTube videos, podcasts, things that last a long time. When it comes to Instagram or to TikTok, right, your content doesn't last that long. On average, I mean, you're talking probably about like, a 72-hour lifespan on average. Yes, reels and TikToks can last a little bit longer, but on average, you're talking about usually a 72-hour lifespan. When it comes to podcasts and blog posts and YouTube videos, these longer form evergreen content, they last a really long time. People consume them for a really long time. People find them, you know, and will consume them for years to come, even if they were posted, you know, today. People could be listening to a YouTube video or a podcast in, you know, three years from now, even that's not the same with Instagram, right? Like most people are not going to go be looking at your post or finding your post. Your posts are not going to be going viral from three years ago on Instagram. Just not the case. So is that to say that Instagram doesn't serve a purpose? No, definitely not. There's still a purpose to that. But also if you're really wanting to play the long game in your business, have a long form evergreen piece of content in your strategy. And it doesn't necessarily mean, oh, I need to create more now. Now it's about getting strategic with utilizing that long form evergreen content in your strategy, meaning that, you know, if you have a podcast episode, it's not just utilizing that podcast episode for a podcast, but it's also how can I, you know, maybe I could record the podcast episode, like the video of it and upload that to YouTube. Or maybe I could record, you know, the video of it and then not only upload it to YouTube, but use short clips that I could use on my TikTok. And so now it's moving, you know, those different, that long form content into different pieces of content on different platforms. So instead of it just being a podcast, now it's a podcast and a YouTube video and some, you know, TikTok videos, or it could even be YouTube shorts too, or it could be on Instagram and TikTok as well as, you know, you get what I'm saying. So really utilizing that strategically in different areas versus just having, you know, that long form piece of content just be the long form piece of content. All right, number five. And lastly, Jessie Dooley said, She was one of the speakers, one of the very last speakers. So powerful. Love her. She said, if you aren't getting, give more. It's Newton's law. For every action, there is a reaction. Let me repeat that again. If you aren't getting, give more. It's Newton's law. For every action, there is a 
reaction. And I just, when she said that, I literally like had chills and just so, so, so powerful and so, so, so true. And honestly, I don't even know if I really have anything to add on to that besides that statement alone. But the more that you give, the more that's going to come back to you and the more impact that you're going to make. And so always going into your business, into your content strategy, into anything that you do with a giving mindset. And that's how you're going to build something that's even bigger than yourself. That's how you're going to build something that lasts a lifetime. That's how you're going to stay in the game and be successful. That's how you're going to win at business. And that's how there's going to be that compound effect over time is by focusing on giving to the people. So with all that being said, those are the five takeaways. Let me recap super quick. Number one, networking in person. Number two, the power of recurring revenue through affiliate commission. Number three, how to win at business. You don't give up. And number four, um, having long form evergreen content as a piece of your strategy. Number five, if you aren't getting, give more. I hope that this was helpful. And if you had any little takeaways, post it on your stories on Instagram, tag me or just direct message me. I would love, love, love to hear. If this episode has served you in any way, I'd love it if you shared what you've learned, any aha moments that you may have had or something that you loved and tag me on Instagram at Maya Nicole. And if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review so that we can continue to learn and grow together. Thank you so much for your support. I love you and I'll talk to you in the next episode.